Hi, Green Team. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about Jess's absolute favorite holiday, Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about how you can have a zero waste Valentine's Day. You're going to find out the things that I absolutely urge you to never buy ever again from this moment forward. And we share some ways for you to spread the love to your community, family, and friends. All right, Green Team, let's get started. Hi, I'm Jess Taylor. And I'm Natalie Ringeis. And we love the green life. Welcome to our podcast. We are both teachers, mamas, nature lovers, and passionate about changing the world we live in and helping to save the planet by inspiring others. Join us as we discuss practical ways to live a more sustainable, healthy, and green life for you, your family, and even your fur babies. Love the Green Life is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that promotes cruelty-free, chemical-free, and compassionate living. You can learn more about us and what we do at lovethegreenlife.org and on Facebook and Instagram at lovethegreenlife.org. Are you ready to take the next step in your green journey? Well, you are in luck because we have officially relaunched our plant power program and we are so ready to work with you whether you are somebody who wants to cut out harmful chemicals from your food and need help understanding ingredients and labels or you're just wanting help and reaching your goals breaking some habits and even if you are already on an alternative diet like being a vegan or gluten-free, dairy-free, any of those things, and you just need some help with meal planning and navigating some social aspects. This program is for everyone. It's a 13-week lifestyle program. It is not a weight loss program or a nutrition course. It's not designed to turn you into a vegan. It is a program designed to help you live a better, healthier, and greener life and eat cleaner with some more veggies in it. We do this in a way that makes sense for busy families and to fit into your daily life to help you succeed at it. We have added some great features to our program. We're so excited about this relaunch. You will get all 13 modules with weekly doable action steps, community support, bi-weekly Q&A office hours where you get to ask us any questions you have and you can get the help and support that you need on what you specifically have going on in your life. You will also get two one-on-one calls with us so we can support you with your specific goals. In Plant Power, you will be meal planning like a pro. You'll be setting goals and changing habits, shopping smarter, learning about healthy swaps, and getting some great recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks too. We are so excited to say that Plant Power is now up and accepting new members. It truly is an honor to be able to go on this journey with you. To learn more about Plant Power, apply and sign up, head to lovethegreenlife.org slash plantpower for all the details. And make sure if you are not already on our email list to head to lovethegreenlife.org and get on our email list. This way you will have up-to-date information as we roll out more. And you'll even get a plant-based journey guide just for signing up for our email list. We are so looking forward to working with you and helping you truly love the green life. I'm definitely feeling the love today. How about you? I'm so excited about this episode and I'll tell you why. Because Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday. It is? It is above any other holiday, which is funny because most people would say Christmas, right? Right. 
feel like that's most people's favorite holiday. And I like Christmas a lot, especially now that I have a young child. Christmas is really fun again. But Valentine's Day, that's a very, like it's people love and really hate Valentine's Day. They say it's a consumerist Hallmark created holiday. It's made for strict capitalism (laughs) and consumerism. And let's just face it. The boxes of chocolate are disgusting. They're horrible. (laughs) They're horrible. I don't know why every cartoon I watched in the nineties had some lady receiving a delectable heart-shaped box of bonbons. (laughs) They always look good, like animated, but in real life, when I finally got box of chocolate, I never liked that. Yeah, yeah, or those assorted chocolates. There'd be like one that you liked that had the caramel in it. Yep. I was just going to say the caramel <laughs> in it. Or I like the, the one, the chocolate, like nougat one. And then after that, orange cream, not my thing. Mm-mm. And some of them are just awful. Well, no. my reason for loving Valentine's Day comes from as a kid, my grandparents, their wedding anniversary was on Valentine's Day. Oh, well, that's darling. And it wasn't planned that way. Like they didn't plan it. Oh, we love each other so much. We're going to get married on Valentine's Day. My grandpa was in the army. They went to the courthouse to get married because, you know, this was in the forties and they just gave them a date. Okay. Come back on Monday or whatever the day was. So they came back to get married and realized at that point that was Valentine's day. So their anniversary was always on Valentine's day. And as a kid and really up until my grandpa passed away in 2012. And when he passed away, my grandparents had been married for 68 years at that point. Woo. Crazy. Right. It's amazing. (laughs) And he was 90 when he passed away. My whole life of them being married, Valentine's Day was a huge to do because it was their anniversary. You know, Absolutely. everybody fun story. And, yes. And everybody oh, had yeah. little gifts to give each other. And Aww. we would go out to dinner as a family. We'd have little. So you had like Valentine's and... Day family traditions, which I don't think yeah. very many people have. But since it was already such a poignant day for your grandparents. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. I understand. And that's why, why I always loved it. My grandparents would always get out their wedding picture and put it on the dining room table and have the cake. And like, it was, it was just cute. I loved it. And even when my grandpa, like one of the last years before he passed away, he was in and out of rehab centers from, uh, I mean, he broke his hip and then he had uh, dementia and stuff. So he would be in like a rehab center and my grandma would break him out because she couldn't handle him being in there. She'd be like, I could take care of him, but she was in her eighties. So then she would try and he was back and forth. So like the last Valentine's they were together, he was in a rehab center and he, you know, they do arts and crafts and things for the, Oh yeah. he painted little statues and stuff for us. And so I have a little cat. And so he had painted those for all of us, which was super cute. And I made sure I saved a couple of the ones that my grandma had after she passed away. And we were cleaning out her house that my grandpa had made for her for a little Valentine's Day gifts. That was just so cute that they did that with the residents. So that way they had something to give to people, their loved ones, their families and friends that came to see them. A family friend of mine does activities Mm -hmm. and it's like, she fully believes that that job of running the activities for like the the homes where it's like a a long rest facility or something. She says it's the most, it's the best job of her life. Like they had Cinco de Mayo and then Margarita Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, it had everybody 
salsa dance. They had a salsa oh dancers come. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, how fun. Glorified <laughs> kindergarten. Yeah. I remember going to the New Year's Eve party when my grandpa was in there and it was so cute. Like all these elderly people in wheelchairs with like the little party hats on. <laughs> Oh, I'm a full supporter of whoever, you know, how Facebook is. It's, it sends you, it's probably came from the dodo, you know, mm -hmm. they, they always have the videos that make you cry. Mm -hmm. They had one where a preschool was right next to an elderly home. Yeah. a long care facility home and the preschoolers made friends with the elderly. And I'm like, yes, yes. Oh, that that. is a way like, where's that one? I mean, Mm -hmm. I am a full supporter of a lot of alternative educational methods, including, you know, forest school and homeschooling. And I, I support online schooling. If that is what works for your kid, I have to admit that if there was like a preschool in my area that hooked up with an elderly home and it gave my children people to just gush over them all day. Yes. I'll paint with you. Yes. I will play go fish for the fifth time, man. It's riveting, riveting, uh, game. We got here. (laughs) That'd be good for everybody. It'd be good for the residents. It'd be good for the kids learning. Like that's one thing I love. My son is with, you know, my mom every day. And even though she's still young, you know, but like Mm -hmm. I grew up with, with my grandparents, my mom worked, I got off the bus at my grandparents' house, like they took care of me every day. I was very close to them. And I think that it's very important to have that role around those, Mm -hmm. you know, the elderly people. I think it's, it's fantastic. So So I'm glad that we're framing our Valentine's day conversation a little bit about the community and how we can spread some love. Mm-hmm. around and show some care. I know we we are going to be dropping a ton of tips here and ideas. And Jess and I are going to probably go through these kind of quickly. Don't worry. We wrote show notes for these. I know a couple, the last couple episodes have been interviews and stuff, and not all of them have had show notes, but this episode will have notes on it with links of stuff that we're talking about just in case it goes a little too quick. But our goal at the end of the day is to celebrate Valentine's day as a day of gratefulness and a day of showing grace and respect and love for everybody in your life and teaching your children how to love each other despite differences and things like that. So I think it's important for our listeners, especially to understand where we're coming from when we speak of Valentine's day and kind of the driving force on what our decisions are. Because one of the things I'm going to be sharing today is a letter I would send out to parents saying, hi, I'm a teacher. I'm your kid's teacher. And we don't have Valentine's day party. They'd be like, what? Mm -hmm. It's a very controversial statement. If you would just already be sending an angry text to your child's teacher, because she said that she's not going to have a Valentine's day party at school, like traditional wise, that includes like so much trash. Oh boy. I'll be explaining that later. Cards are obviously a huge part of Valentine's Day. If you have kids, they get Valentine's cards, they give, they receive, even just sending cards to people at Valentine's Day is you know, it's a huge part of Valentine's. So in general, not just Valentine's Day, but we send over a billion cards each year to each other. And according to the GWP group, one tree can produce 3000 cards. And this sounds like a lot, but for 1 billion cards, that adds up to 300,000 trees to equal those cards. So obviously there's more sustainable ways of doing this. It doesn't have to just be, we'll never send a card again. Mm -hmm. You can just choose better options. There is a lot of cards that are made from recycled paper. You can even see these just at Target. Target has a whole section of recycled paper cards, even in their thank you cards, like their boxed ones, because I was looking at thank you cards. I like 
cards. Like I like sending cards. I like teaching my son about sending thank you cards. I think that's important. And I think that even though he can't write it, I write it. I have him sign his little name. He puts a sticker on it, you know, whatever. I think it's an important thing to instill in him that some of those traditional things, there's times like, yeah, you're going to have to send thank you cards and you need to know that, but you can choose better options. And so there was actually, I was surprised by the amount of recycled ones. There were more boxes of the recycled cards than like the regular ones. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool. Another thing we're going to do, and I'm really excited about this, is we are ordering his Valentine's because he is having a Valentine's party, but it's not a traditional one at his school, which I'm grateful for because I don't like all the sweets and all the food. So I'm happy that they just are like exchanging little things and playing games. We're actually ordering him Valentine's. These are on Etsy. You can just Google search these or search in Etsy, the seed pack Valentine's cards. And I love these. They are so fun. They are little pieces of paper that are shaped and you can pick whatever shape. There's cats, there's uh, rocket ships, there's hearts, there's elephants, there's bears. I've seen all of them on there. They're all different price too. So you can take some time going through and looking for them, but the little shaped paper, then plants and flowers come up because it is a seed pack. And so I love that idea because then it's something that can live on a little bit so they can save it till the springtime. If you live in the area that we do where you can't just plant stuff right now, (laughs) as I'm looking out my window to like two feet of snow, but I love that idea. And then many of them are the little card itself can be planted or it's attached to a like recycled card stock. So those are why I'm going to order him. I just need him to pick which one he wants because he said he wanted all of them. And I was like, Ooh, no, because they're definitely more expensive than your dollar store cartoon character foil. One and done. Yeah. Non-recyclable. Glossy <laughs> card yep. stock. Yes. Yeah. Totally. We don't want to add to the card consumption there. Right. You know, (laughs) a billions is a lot, but to try to knock into, but I agree. I have made Valentine's without cards. One year I took all the broken crayons from my kindergarten class. The kids broke them up. They sorted them by shades. So we did a big sorting activity and I made heart-shaped crayons for the kids. They got to make their own little bag of crayons from all the little hearts for Valentine's day one year. That was part of our game and sorting. It was really fun. And uh, they enjoyed that. However, I do suggest if you do make homemade crayons to sort by color and secondly, to use silicone molds, I had used metal pans that I had gotten at that had little tiny hearts that I had gotten from at a Goodwill. Like somebody must've done candy making or something with them. And I was like, oh, these will work. And they got pretty destroyed from melting the wax and I used them over and over again. So it's probably harder to get out of a metal one too, isn't it? Cause the silicone, you can probably like flip it over mm-hmm. and like push it out. I was spraying them with um, coconut oil, but oh yeah, it wasn't the great. I mean, it worked and it was fine and the kids loved it, but it wasn't something I've done a lot of times in my life because it was very time consuming yeah. and it's kind of stunk. <laughs> it did. I mean, I want to be honest, you know, sometimes going green sucks yeah. and <laughs> I want to be honest with, listen, I, did I make homemade heart-shaped crayons for students? Yes. But did sometimes then some parts of it suck? Yeah. Did that stop me from doing it? No, they lasted for a really long time. You know, they were really fun to use. 
All right. So I had kind of teased in the beginning about having a zero waste Valentine's day Mm -hmm. and that I had letters that I would give out to my families as an old teacher saying, listen, we are going to not have a party. We're going to have a waste free Valentine's day. So my class, this actually was spurred on by a whole class decision one year. I had always done zero waste or low waste things with kids in the past. Angela, one of the other women on the board, her and I did fruit Valentine's, for example, on those little fruit oranges, we took permanent marker and wrote, aren't you glad you're in our class? Like (laughs) we loved our students and we're bananas for your hard work because we totally were. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really fun when we gave out fruit to the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's easy. You just write your little message and you're done. Yeah. But I had a class one year that was super into being waste-free in the classroom. They made a class. We had a classroom recycling area. We had a full recycling makerspace area that the kids sorted and, you know, put value on different items and things. So anyways, my class headwayed with, we don't want a whole party because they cause a lot of trash. Every time we have a holiday party, they have to bring the big trash cans in from like the lunch area. Mm -hmm. Our classroom makes the most trash on holiday parties, which was an interesting thing for, you know, these guys to even recognize. But again, this goes to the power of tiny choices that you make it as an adult can really massively impact children's minds. So this is an example of that. So my class had determined they wanted a waste-free Valentine's Day. So they brainstormed, okay, well, how are we going to celebrate then? Because I know you're going to want a Valentine's Day. At the end of the day, they are children. Right. They they want a day off. And I feel like they were very deserving of not a day, but some time off and Mm -hmm. enjoying each other. So they came up with sharing treats that could be consumed like pencils or erasers, notepads, fruit, because that's stuff that they could use. And everybody determined to not do those horribly wrapped holiday pencils. My teacher soapbox PSA is do not buy the glossy, shiny, cheapy holiday pencils because they destroy sharpeners. The lead always is the dusty kind that gets kids' hands all black and gross. The erasers are always the kind that when you rub across the paper, it's like a horrible sound and it didn't do any work whatsoever. So they have lazy erasers, I used to call them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh, you got a lazy one. (laughs) (laughs) So um, PSA, if you're going to buy pencils, don't buy the pencils that are the cheapest or no, I mean not the cheapest, but the ones that have the glossy pictures on the outside because they destroy sharpeners mm-hmm. and they are the bane of most teacher existence. If you want to argue with me on Facebook, I will, I will participate. <laughs> All right. So consumables, if they're going to be used for daily use, then you're in the clear. Um, my class decorated with things that could be reused or we, like I said, we had a recycling area. So have your kids decorate your house or make decorations for family members, obviously using those materials like newspaper, magazines, things that can be recycled. The kids make their own Valentines using natural items such as bird seed, leaves, pebbles, things you can find outside as part of your Valentines. I know I had in the past students use empty tea bags to put bird seed in. And then on the little tags, they wrote a little message for Valentine's day. That's a super cute idea that I think would be pretty easy to put together. If you have a kid that will be open to 
um, making those things. That whole week of Valentine's Day, my students came in and they would share a family recipe or a poem about friendship, or they would share a story about friendship. So every day we had a little reading. And I think that's something that we can all do in the car as, as you're with your family or you're talking to your loved ones, you know, happy Valentine's day. Let me tell you, it's a moment when, you know, I really loved about us or that I really knew that you were my best friend or that you, you know, just sharing those moments, you can't put a price on those things. And those things just add more love to your environment. Of course, at the end of the day, my class still had Valentine's. So what did we do? We decided to make zero waste Valentine's day scrapbooks. So the kids took about three pages of paper fold in half. We stapled them to make like a six page book. They put Valentine's day in the year, their grade, teacher name, all that kind of fun stuff. And then we passed out glue sticks and the kids had to glue every Valentine that they received. And then they could write about it. They could decorate the pages. You know, a lot of those Valentines come with tattoos that are usually awful tattoos. We'll talk about tattoos in a little bit here too, but they would put the tattoos on the paper or tape and the kids made these super cute, almost pop-up scrapbooks because a lot of those Valentine's you had to flip. There was a question and an answer. Mm -hmm. So the kids had to almost like origami style, figure out how to tape or glue it. So you could still get the joke or you could still flip it. So they almost came like interactive Valentine's day, flip and flat books. And it was a great way to lower the amount of waste I had, I know, remember I have a, I had a table of students that even the candy that they received, if as they were, you know, chowing down, they were taping the wrappers and they <laughs> put a label for the section of candy I got and they put wrappers and I'm thinking to myself, oh, how much fun would it be if I had a scrapbook from 1992? Mm-hmm. When I was in second grade, what candy did I get? Mm-hmm. You know, how many Power Ranger <laughs> Valentine's did I get and how yeah. many were pink ranger or did they just give me the yellow one? Oh, the yellow one was the one I always <laughs> wanted to be. <laughs> See? So I'm like, oh, I would love to know, like my friends and I swapped our favorite pugs like that. Yes. I would have loved yes. to have that childhood nostalgia Yeah, because I'm not just vintage. I love, I love nostalgia. Me so too. I think turning their Valentine's day into a memory and remembering, you know, this moment with your classmates and with the people that you see every day. So ultimately, can you have a zero waste Valentine's day? You can get pretty close. And even if you are a parent with a ton of, if you have a massive amount of children, or you're looking at your child going, how am I going to get you to have 24 Valentines that have no food? You know, because of COVID, there's a lot of restrictions right now on what you can create for your child to give for Valentine's Day as schools struggle to maintain their traditions. It's very commendable. A lot of parents are like, what, I can't do anything. I can't do a truth. Well, you just have the card and be done. And I think Jess and I both agree that there's a lot of ways that you can tackle that problem without hurting the environment further in ways that'll be more meaningful for your child. So they have more an in-depth experience with their social circle, which ultimately I think is the goal for Valentine's Day. You were just talking about the little scrapbook idea. Another thing that could be really fun with that is if your kids are a little bit older, so not like kindergarten as part of your like activities you could even have them pass them around and like they can write a little message next to where their the card was that they gave them like yearbooks 
Remember how you used to do that as a kid? Oh. You would pass around your yearbook and people write messages. Write messages and things. Yeah. Oh, that's And you could have like sweet. little personal things because most of those cards you just write a name on. A lot mm-hmm. of them, I know like even when I taught at a school, you weren't allowed to write the kid's name that was going to. Mm-hmm. They just had them sign Because the teacher their sorted them out. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just walked around, just dumped them in. And then they, to make it not take so much time, because, you know, these were young kids that weren't able to read yet. So that way the teacher's not trying to read 30 kids' cards and get them to the right ones. There's nothing personal there. So if you had older kids, that would be so cute to be able to write little Mm -hmm. messages. Like you said, reading those later on. And being like, oh, that was my best friend that year. And here's what they wrote to me. Yearbooks of the 90s. Because that was always my favorite thing. I remember I could not wait to get the yearbook. And then you'd spend the whole day passing around to people. And people would write their (laughs) phone number in it. So you could call them over the summer. And (laughs) I loved it. Loved it. If I would say I loved it. I participated. Oh. But I don't know. I don't know if I loved it. I mean, I don't know. I always loved reading all the messages. I was with the same people for a long time. It was like, you can write in cursive now. Congratulations. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I went to a bigger school. You so. went to a bigger school. I had the same people <laughs> for nine years. So it was like, what's up? How's your I, I had new kids in my class like every year. You know, I mean, you like, know, we were making new friends every year. And oh, gosh, yeah. we knew each other's driveway status. Like, oh, you got rid of that gravel, huh? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Can you ride see, your bike on it. <laughs> like. <laughs> We yeah, were, I definitely we were went together to, for a long time. Definitely went to a bigger school. So <laughs> maybe that's why I thought it was so fun because it was like you had a lot more people. Those people you probably weren't going to be in the next year with. Well, as we're like, you know, talking about friendships, I mean, I know growing up Catholic that the quickest way to not make friends was probably to get a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where it was in the good book, but it was in there somewhere. I personally don't have tattoos. Probably we could probably figure out how that happened. And that I don't have any tattoos, but my kids love the temporary tattoos with the water. And a lot of them are terrible, terrible. Some of them, you can't even tell what the picture is. It just looks like a foggy blob on a child's arm. You're like, what is that even supposed to be? How is that even fun? However, I really like tattoo art. (laughs) I love, I really respect it as an art chip and I think it's really amazing. So my favorite tattoos that my kids can give out for Valentine's Day, and they're actually giving them out this year for Valentine's Day. They're from this company called Ducky Street. It's a woman-owned company. She's actually a mom out of Hong Kong. And she uses art from other stay-at-home moms in Hong Kong, um, which is really cool. Her tattoos, it's Ducky Street, D-U-C-K-Y-S-T-R-E-E-T. They're darling and they're beautiful and they last a nice long time. My kids are passing out the watches because you can cut them into strips and we can easily staple like a sucker to them. We're going to be using those yum earth organic suckers for Valentine's day this year, just because you can buy them in bulk mm. and I have to get them you know, close to 50 other oh, yeah. options is the enjoy life. Vegan chocolate is really good too. I believe they come out with a Valentine's day version of their minis. I think I know they came out for some for Halloween. Yeah, we had the Halloween ones and we had some at Christmas time too. So I'm yeah. sure. So that's um, always a good place to go if you need bulk. I'm looking at this Ducky Street right now. The one thing I do want to point out is it does say free worldwide shipping on orders $15 and over. So 
That's pretty cool. So, cause I know you had said that the person who created this is located in Hong Kong. Kong. So that way that's the only thing they are on Instagram. If you just go to Ducky street and you can see pictures of these, they are beautiful. My son is really weird with tattoos. He always wants one on like whenever he gets them, he wants it immediately on. And then as soon as it's on, he wants it off. <laughs> oh, that's just, he's just getting used to it. Yeah. I think that's why it's like, then once it's on, he's like, I don't want this on, take this off. <laughs> and the, the tattoos, my kids are getting weird, like the watches you're, you're getting like 10 of them, 10 tattoos for $3. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then the bracelets, awesome. I think the arm bracelets one, you get like 15 of them for $3. So yeah, it's, they're beautiful too. So they're a little bit, I think comparable to buying a box of cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so tattoos don't buy the ugly ones pencils don't buy the glossy ones I know usually thrifty Natalie tells you to get cheaper stuff Mm-mm, not with a lot of the holiday consumables are the worst offenders mm-hmm. oh gosh even with food okay holiday Valentine's baked goods not a fan of the dyes mm-hmm. not a fan of the high amount of preservatives and chemicals and <laughs> hydrogenated oils that are horrible for your children and their digestive systems. Oh my goodness. Holiday baked goods are the worst offenders and they're the worst for children. They're the most highly processed and they usually include, they straight up put a plastic ring right on the cupcakes for you. Yeah. Now, as a teacher, when these were brought into my classroom, did I say, no, no, I'm a gracious human. All right, come on. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, when I have kids someday, how am I going to handle this? Jess has some really good ideas on how to handle the baked good issue for your kids during these holiday parties and Valentine's Day. Yeah. And this is even just for you giving as treats to loved ones too, even if you don't have kids that are dealing with holiday parties, but making your own baked goods is always the best thing, you know, you can make them so they're allergen free. You can make them so that way they are artificial colored free, preservative free, all that stuff. You know what's going in it. You know, as you already said right now at kids schools, a lot of them are doing no treats anyways. Like I like that. I don't have to worry about bringing in something special for my son or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm appreciative of that right now. Making your own baked goods is a great idea. You can do, you know, if you have a gluten allergy, you can make them gluten-free and you have that ability to be able to have the control over what goes in them. Now, another thing you can do if you're like, Hey, I'm not a baker. I don't want to bake. I don't want to make things. You can That's me. support your local businesses. I know of a few that are allergen-free vegan in this area that I love to support. And especially at this time of year, a lot of them make homemade chocolates too, which Mm -hmm. I have done before I, this was before we had my son. So that way I had a lot more time then. So for Valentine's day, I made homemade dark chocolate peanut butter cups and they were really, really good. And they were really awesome. They weren't super hard to make either. So I think at one point I had the recipe on our website. I'll have to look and see if I can pull that. Oh yeah. It's very limited ingredients, obviously has peanut butter, so it wouldn't be allergen free, but, um, they are vegan and clean and organic that you're not baking. You're just kind of Mm -hmm. mixing and using the freezer. Well, one of my favorite Valentine's day treats is pretzels, which you can get all kinds of pretzels dipped in cinnamon nosh butter. Oh, have your head nosh. Yeah. 
but all right, Nosh Butter's out of Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. So that's our local to us. It's cinnamon sugar pecan nut butter. Oh, you don't, I, that, oh I man, that yeah. is Valentine's Day for me. Get me a pretzel <laughs> and I'm just dipped. Oh man, is that a treat? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. What a good idea. So one local baker that I love to support is Diana, who is on our board. Yes. But she has a vegan cupcake business called called Kind Cakes. Last year at Valentine's Day, she also made chocolates that we got and they were great too for our little family Valentine's party. We got cupcakes and candies from her. Definitely check her out if you're local, Kind Cakes. So you want to do some fun stuff for Valentine's Day, but you don't want to just buy a whole bunch of junk at the store for the people you love. So we're going to give you some fun ideas of things that you can do that are a little bit more experienced based and long lasting than just picking up stuff from the store for those people that you love in your family and your friends. The first thing that you can do is flowers are always nice to have and they're beautiful. And in the summer, I love getting fresh flowers for my entryway. But one thing you can do instead of flowers, because they don't last very long is houseplants. They last longer as long as they're cared for properly. And they also have a beneficial factor of they help clean the air in your house. And they make such cute, especially like little succulents and stuff. Mm-hmm. They make such oh, cute. Succulents are totally having in cacti, like mm-hmm. they're totally having a moment right now. Yes. And you can get cute, <laughs> a cute little pot for them. And that's an adorable little gift. Oh yeah. I would make sure that the person you're buying that for is a plant person because otherwise then it's going to be a waste if they're not somebody who enjoys plants. <laughs> so obviously know your audience there. And if it's somebody who has pets and not has somewhere to have it, just kind of keeping all of that in mind as you're choosing that for somebody that you love. All right. We also want to remind you to ditch your gift wrap and don't spend your money. Thrifty Natalie says, don't spend your money and don't buy fancy schmancy holiday gift wrap. You don't need it. Put it in a, a reusable tote, put it in a a vase or a container that a person can reuse again, or you don't need it at all. Here it is. Here's your surprise. If you want more ideas on how to handle the gift wrap situation, we do have a holiday gift giving episode where we talk about different strategies to do this for the holidays, the winter holidays. So be sure to check that one out if you need more help with ditching the gift wrap. That episode is episode 43 and it's called eco-friendly gift giving. So check that one out. We talked a lot about gift ideas, which we're bringing up a couple of those now, but that has a ton of gift ideas and we did it for Christmas, but honestly it's for gift giving all year, all year long. And then we did talk a lot about eco-friendly and sustainable ways to wrap and how to present your gifts. So definitely check out that episode if you're wanting some ideas as Valentine's day is approaching. All right. So one thing you can do as a Valentine's Day gift is to take a class with your loved ones or your friends or friends or something like that. And to 
try to focus on that class to be something that's local, that you're supporting a local business or a local entrepreneur to have your great time. Yeah. And those kind of classes, you know, every base area has different things, but that could be taking a painting class or a cooking Mm -hmm. class, glass blowing Mm -hmm. class. So that's a fun night out. That's good self-care for yourself. Oh yeah. And you're supporting your local community, which is what a lot of what we're talking about today is, is about your local community, as well as the community in your home. Mm -hmm. So another way of supporting your local community is if you're going to go out to eat uh, for Valentine's Day, which I believe isn't Valentine's Day, like the biggest restaurant holiday. That would make sense. I feel like I heard that, but I could be wrong. I don't know. When you're deciding on which restaurant to go to, look into your local restaurants instead of some of those big chain restaurants. For one, you're going to wait a long time. I mean, I remember going on Valentine's day to a big chain restaurant and waiting like two hours Mm -hmm. to eat because a lot of places, well, now I think some more places are doing reservations and stuff than they ever have before because of wanting to space out people because of the pandemic. But in the past, you know, a lot of places didn't do reservations anymore. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking into some of your local restaurants, you're supporting your local community and those local family owned businesses, but you're also getting much better quality food. A lot of them use locally grown ingredients. A lot of them use organic ingredients and you're supporting them. And a lot of them are using family recipes and things are made from scratch instead of mass produced frozen and brought to them on a truck and they just reheat Mm -hmm. it. Now, if you are somebody that your local restaurant options are just like a food desert when it comes to things that are not, there is maybe no such thing as, you know, a local coffee house that has pastries and things from, you know, grandma down the street. I understand you can use your online sites. I know we've talked about apps that are really good for going green. I use thrive market to buy ingredients to make really awesome foods all the time. The nosh butters that I had talked about, I get that through a local hive near my house with people that make their own syrups and things. So There's a way to also enjoy your meal in a way that maybe it's easy for you to make or create together Mm -hmm. that you can, if you can't support local, then I suggest you go as organic as you can. And that's kind of your way of showing love to your planet and your earth. That's the smallest thing you can do if you're going to purchase anything. I love that. I actually was going to say, if you didn't want to spend the money and going out to cook at home. So that's perfect. And I'm lucky where I live because almost every restaurant around me is a local restaurant. I can only think of other than, you know, like fast food, but I can only think of two that are like chain type restaurants. Mm -hmm. They're in this area. And so I feel a little spoiled there because we can go really anywhere and we can right. eat vegan well, foods being and so local. close to like we're close to major cities mm-hmm. Akron, Canton, Kent, Cleveland yep. major major cultural that's what I was driven just cities we have huge universities here I live right by one um, we are in a very helps, unique yeah. area mm-hmm. but I also you know I'm trying to think beyond like when I've had the value of traveling yeah and there's places where the chain restaurant is like the only restaurant that that's right. there 
Yeah. I love that you gave the idea of being able to remake some of those favorite dishes at home. Yeah. And if you are going to go out when you don't have a local option to choose from, then you can pick and choose some of the healthier options on their menu. Yep. We're thinking of you and you have to love your body first. Show your body some love this year too. We can support our brains by supporting some local artists, local artisan, hitting up art museums. Um, I know especially not even art museums, but just museums in general, of course, as with many businesses have taken a strong hit and they're starting to slowly reopen. I know the Children's Museum is a reservation only near me, a place where I used to frequent with Mm -hmm. my children weekly there for a while. We were hitting it up for as a good indoor space to play. Yeah. But now they have like reservations where you have to reserve a certain time because they're keeping an occupancy and things. But also look at your, your local community I know my hairdresser makes his own cards and he's making Valentine's. So I want to make sure I go get his Valentine's to give out to my friends and family, the ones that or at least have for my kids to give to their teachers. You know, I want to yeah. have something nice there. So support your local art and artisans, stretch your brain <laughs> and support the performing artists. Yeah. I think that especially if you're getting a gift for somebody, it's, it's so much more heartfelt and unique. We, we talked a lot about this in our gift giving episode by getting something handmade by someone or even you making something yourself is such a great, unique, one-of-a-kind gift. And I think has so much more meaning. Friend, the reminder to, on Valentine's Day, just spread some love on your shelters. And as you're doing spring cleaning, don't forget to donate to your animal shelters. They usually take linens, towels. A lot of times they take items that you wouldn't normally think they could take. For example, I know they'll take curtains (laughs) to line their little crates and things for. Donate to your veterans women's shelters as you're getting some of these you know, items that maybe you don't want them to sit in your cupboard forever. (laughs) Donate to the places that could use them now, especially in the winter months. A lot of those places you can look on their websites and it will tell you a list of things that they accept. So that way, if you're questioning if it's something Mm -hmm. they would take or not, another little thing you could do with your children is to go to the pet store and pick up a couple of things to take with you when you drop off your donations. So that's cute. My son loves doing that because then he can pick out, you know, I'll grab like a bag of food or a bag of litter or something. And then I let him pick out a toy or something like that. That's on their list of things that they need. And a lot of times they need other things that you wouldn't think of either at the pet store, like bleach or computer paper or things like that, that they need Mm -hmm. for like their day-to-day running of the place, Mm -hmm. paper towels, you know, they're a nonprofit. They don't have the budget to buy that stuff all the time. So kind of thinking outside of that. So if that's something you want to do and express caring for others with your children over the Valentine's holiday, that's a great idea is to kind of look into those places, the things that they desperately need, and then taking them with you to buy those things is always a really good way for them to experience what that means instead of just for dropping this off, you know, having them be a part of that full process. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. That's definitely keeping the community in mind. And that is a really heavy overarching goal for our entire organization this year. So I'm really glad you mentioned that nonprofit organizations, they need extra help with things you wouldn't think of. Absolutely. All right. Finally, we don't want you to forget to put some love on your backyard animals. Mm-hmm. This time of year, you're going to see a lot of sales in garden centers 
center departments and things, because this is kind of a downtime, at least in Northeast Ohio, where we are, this is a bit of an off year, a lot of garden centers and little farmers markets, this is their closed time if they're primarily outdoors. But this is a good time to go to your outlets and stuff and look for bird seed. You know, thrifty Natalie, now's mm-hmm. the time. Yep. <laughs> um, to pick up your bird seed, to stock up your bins. <laughs> <laughs> because I have an entire bin in my garage that says birds only. Yeah. Yep. Same. <laughs> All the critters. So, yep. and my kids received kits from family to make birdhouses. So mm-hmm. we are gearing up to make those birdhouses now. Um, in order to get them ready for spring. I know my dad has finished harvesting the last of his gourds and he's already drilled and those are already drying out now. Um, And those should be ready to be painted come May as well. Maybe I'll throw a picture up when we do our gourd birdhouses. Yes. I would love love to see those. Those are super fun. The kids like those. It's more of a drum for them because they're hollow and hard and they're really sturdy. So they like knocking things on it because it makes a really funny sound. (laughs) (laughs) We learned that doing that when they were toddlers. Like, oh, all you're doing is beating it with the paintbrush. Okay. (laughs) There's your experience, kid. Another thing you can do with bird seed is make little bird seed ornaments to hang up outside oh, yeah. for the animals. You can make suet and you can make where the bird seed is just kind of pressed together. And you can make those with cookie cutters. So you can make little hearts and stuff oh, yeah. and just hang them with you know yarn or a ribbon and they'll eat from that. And then just make sure you bring that yarn or ribbon back in mm-hmm. when you see it hanging empty in your tree. So that way it doesn't hurt any animals. That's Although something- we think we're pretty sure some animals, cause we've did that one year too. We've uh-huh. We've actually did that. Was it last Christmas? We made the bird feeders and we are convinced that some animals took the twine because we went out the next day. Like it wasn't like it was out for like a whole weekend. It was like, okay, we set them out at like four Mm -hmm. and it's nine o'clock in the morning. Where are they? Like, where's the string? (laughs) So we're thinking if you use natural fibers, um, if an animal decides to take it for their little home or hut, I mean, winner, winner. That's a good idea. (laughs) Now you can also, if you have suet feeders, like we actually have a bunch of like just the metal suet feeders that were left here, you can put them in that and hang that up then too for some of your animals, but that's a fun little activity. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, that should be an episode is spring activities. For your backyard animals, that might be an episode. (laughs) I like like that. Uh, Well, I really hope that you found ways to really spread some love on the people that are around you. Please share what you're doing with us on our Facebook page at Love the Green Life Community. And we hope you have a really great Valentine's Day. You're our Valentines. Thank you, listeners. Thanks for listening to the show. We would love for you to follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. Your support will help our nonprofit be able to do more good in the world. See you next time.